What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Nerd Nostalgia Podcast. In today's episode, you're going to find Irvin giving you a little quick review, a little background, a little history on Peacemaker. HBO recently debuted that on HBO Max. So you'll get Irvin's thoughts and position on it. Well, thus far, at least. All right, y'all know the drill. Please head over to Apple Podcasts, drop that five-star, tell your friends, family, and coworkers about us. We're actually also on the tube, on the YouTube. We actually have been for a bit, but now you can see this pretty mug talking about comics on there. So please head over to YouTube, hit that subscribe button, hit the like, help us grow this audience. We love doing this for you guys. All right, before we get started, here's a quick clip for you to enjoy. I'm Miho Nishizumi, and this is Nerd Nostalgia Podcast. And thanks for stopping by. Panzer Vore! What's up, all you nostalgites? Welcome back to another episode of the Nerd Nostalgia Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today on this beautiful morning, or day, or night, or whatever time it is for you. Thank you so much for joining me today. I appreciate you taking time out of your day to listen to this guy or guys, whenever it is all the three of us, the three musketeers. But today, sadly, I am riding solo. I am the Lone Ranger on this mission to discuss Peacemaker. For those of you that have been living under a rock, HBO Max has recently debuted a show by James Gunn, written, directed by James Gunn, called Peacemaker. And if that name sounds familiar, it should. The recent Suicide Squad that he also was in charge of, which I thought was miles better than the first one, it had that kind of James Gunn edginess to it, that funny humor uh, perfectly timed lines, that type, that type of stuff, you know? And, of course, his trademark of wacky characters and getting us to love those characters, he he nails it on the, on the head with that. So, Peacemaker was in this movie, and throughout it, pretty much any scene he was in was hilarious. So, sure enough, they made a spinoff based off that, and John Cena, our boy, is at the helm, and it is just hilarious. So, that's what that show is about. It's about Peacemaker, the mercenary... But let's get into it. Let's talk about it. They actually dropped and debuted three episodes. So I'm a fan of these platforms doing that. I like when they release three to five episodes. If it's, you know, let's call it eight to ten episode seasons. Because it's enough for me to binge and be like, okay, I'm, I'm excited for this. But then keep me coming back for more and keep them on the zeitgeist, right? I keep talking about this. So, so this won't be the last time that we discuss Peacemaker, whether it's good or bad, we have to come in and talk about it again and talk about, oh, it was shit ending or you know what? That was pretty epic, whatever the case may be. All right. So as I mentioned before, this was written and directed by Mr. James Gunn himself, but it stars a few folks here. It stars John Cena. You know who that is, the Invisible Man himself. Again, for those of you who don't know, John Cena is a former wrestler. He comes from wrestling, the WWE, and got his famous start there, much like The Rock. But he surprisingly fits into these funny roles. Everything I've seen him in, for the most part, has been has been just humorous and funny. He's been in a few different like rom-coms, and he plays off the uh, the big muscular thing. So 
I think that's uh, the direction he's going in. And this is kind of a little bit more of that because I'm not really sure how far his chopping, his acting chopping blocks really go, you know? But then aside from that, not a whole lot of folks that are known. You have Danielle Brooks, Freddie Stroma, Chuck Woody Iwuji, Jennifer Holland, Steve Aji, and Robert Patrick. No clue who any of those are. You've probably seen some of them. Some of them were in the movies with like minor roles and that kind of stuff. So it's interesting to see all of them on the uh, the smaller screen now. But I'm sure as, you know, smaller time actors are concerned, they're happy to be getting that paycheck and, you know, starting their career, if you will. So kudos to them. Shout out. Keep grinding. I hope to see you guys in more stuff. Typically, I don't talk about who the music is by, but in this case, I think I have to. It's Clint Manziel and Kevin Kiner, just because the music selection is absolutely on point. And once you watch it, you're going to see it. I think James Gunn has a huge influence on this kind of stuff. And so I'm glad that they're kind of going in this path. It's very Guardians of the Galaxy. That's some of the vibe I get. But with a twist, it's definitely different. The runtime on most of these is going to be anywhere from 39 to 46 minutes. So they're quick episodes enough to you in, to where you enjoy them but you want a little bit more a little interesting factoid is that james gunn actually wrote all eight episodes of the series while completing work on the suicide squad during the covid19 pandemic quarantine all that kind of jazz before hbo max actually officially ordered peacemaker from a uh, straight to series in September of 2020. I actually didn't know that, so that's pretty interesting. It's funny, I remember reading something somewhere where it's like some of the greatest inventions and things that have happened in like the past, you know, two centuries or whatever have been during like pandemics and, you know, big global events where people are forced inside and forced to hide and things of that nature. So it's interesting not saying that this is like a just genuine masterpiece before our time it's pretty it's pretty good so far you know anyways let's dive into this a little bit the premise of this is going to be peacemaker after recovering from his injuries from the events of the suicide squad which you know if you haven't seen that spoiler alert i'll probably be discussing some of the things because they reference it a lot number one thing is his battle against flag his battle against Bloodsport. so after these injuries after his release you find that christopher smith aka peacemaker is uh back in the argus program at first you're like oh he got away no 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 he's it's definitely not the case and so he ends up being on something called Project Butterfly, which he throws a jab at. He's like, what, are there butterflies? You know, he's like, y'all aren't really known for the best code names with Project Jellyfish or whatever. A starfish is what it was. He's like, that ended up being a ginormous starfish, which I think is a hilarious callback. And they do that throughout all of the episodes, you know, like little things referencing the previous, I guess, world that was created in the Suicide Squad 2 reboot, but not reboot, whatever that was. In this show, one of the other characters that is absolutely hilarious in it is going to be Vigilante, aka Adrian Chase, who's just a self-proclaimed crime fighter. He pretty much looks up to Peacemaker as an older brother, but unlike his comic book character, where he's more serious and, you know, like, it's it's not what this character is. This is a different take on this character. Think Deadpool and Vigilante mixed together, and that's what you're essentially getting. So, actually, I would lean more even towards Deadpool. It's kind of this goofy character, comedic relief in a comedic show, if you will, but he's a sociopathic vigilante who looks up to John Cena's Peacemaker as like a role model, which that's not the kind of role model you want, as you find out. There is a sort of love interest in this in Amelia Harcourt, played by Jennifer Holland, who is a cutie. 
Patootie, I might add, who's just an Argus agent that's assigned to the project and kind of treats Peacemaker as a joke. They all do, and I think we're going to get the inevitable, oh, this is the character, and then like he's going to show some badassery, and they're all going to be like, whoa, you're badass, dude. That's what I think the direction that it's going in, but we shall see as time unravels. Currently, the show is actually doing pretty well uh, for a DC you know, production, at least. I don't know what it is about DC that just does not get love. These Marvel fanboys, man, they, they really mess with stuff. And I should you know, caveat and note that I am neither a fanboy for DC nor am I a fanboy for Marvel. I enjoy it all, baby. But I do tend to... I don't know. I have favorites in both, so whatever. It is what it is. That said, the IMDb score for this show is going to be an 8.4. That's pretty high. It's pretty good for three episodes. Not bad. And then it's sitting at 94% on Rotten Tomatoes, which I figured the fans would like it a little bit more. And it's currently sitting at 87%. My guesstimate, my educated guess for a person that's been doing this for a little bit now is that this will eventually bump up to probably the 90%, the low 90% as far as that Google users as more people get word about this show because I really enjoy it. I really like it. I highly suggest people watch it. I think it's a funny show. It's it's quirky. It's different. It's got that James Gunn kind of style. And oddly enough, I read an article where you know, he was kind of offered a, hey, would you take over DC? And he was like, absolutely not. And I agree. I don't think he should. I don't think his style would fit the entire DC mold. Could he do several movies for them? Absolutely. But I think his style is just one type of style that they could go with. I wouldn't necessarily want to see a Batman movie by James Gunn. A Gotham show. Yeah, that that's fine. But not a Batman show. Not a Superman. I would love to see a Green Lantern or maybe a Flash. Booster Gold would be Perfect. If he did a Booster Gold show, I think he would absolutely crush it. So I've told you those other scores and what they're sitting at with them, but obviously that's not why you're here, baby. You're here for the nerd nostalgia score. You want that Ewok scale, baby. That out of nine Ewoks. Where does this sit? Well, let me tell you, it's probably right at an 8.2 to 8.34 kind of range. So, so basically, basically nine out of 10, guys. I, I don't want you to go and break your brains and do some math. Every Ewok, which is higher than a star, is just 1.1. So just for 1.11 technically, but yeah. Anyways, that's where I rate it. 8.2 to 8.4 out of 9 Ewoks. So that's pretty solid. That's like a 9 out of 10, like I said before. It's a good show. I am I would rate it higher if I knew and saw all the episodes, but you know they only gave us three. And as I mentioned before, I really like that because now I'm talking about it. Now I'm wanting to see the rest of this stuff. So this is a show that I recommend you go watch. It's funny. It's quirky. Definitely not meant for kids. I will throw that out there. A lot of sexual content, a lot of cursing, violence, goriness. There's a lot of that. So don't think that this is for your kids. Some of the things that stand out are obviously John Cena's performance. Again, I think he's hilarious. They're doing perfect comedic timing with his role. Also, some of the action sequences are awesome. At times, it doesn't feel like it's a superhero show and then boom, they'll throw it on you and you're like, okay, there it is. There it is. So all in all, I'm enjoying the show. Highly recommend you watch it. It's action-packed. It's goofy. It's funny. It's got John Cena. It's got hot chicks in it. What else do you need, man? What else do you 
need. And that is pretty much going to wrap this episode. Quick little review, mini review, spoiler free for the most part review of Peacemaker there on HBO Max. As always, head over to Apple Podcasts, drop that vibe, star, tell your friends, family, and co-workers about us. Help us grow this audience. You can find us on the social medias at nerd.nostalgia, the old Instagram, and then pretty much nerd nostalgia everywhere else. Just Google us, Nerd Nostalgia Podcast, I'm sure to pop up. All right, guys, as always, thank you so much for joining me today. It really does mean a lot, and I hope you have a wonderful day. And of course, remember, stay nerdy, my friends.